Bem-vindos ao podcast Trilingue, um podcast que falamos inglês, português e várias bostas. Eu sou o Fábio, eu morei nos Estados Unidos por 4 anos. E eu sou a Gabi, eu morei na Austrália por 4 anos. Esse é um podcast com uma pegada um pouco diferente. Nós vamos falar sobre coisas corriqueiras, só que em inglês. Welcome back to another week from hell. Não, I'm joking. <risos> Brincadeira, pessoal. Bem-vindos a outro episódio do Trilingue Podcast. Brincadeira, mas é verdade, né? Lá no fundinho, Lá no a gente fundinho. sabe. fundinho. Toda brincadeira tem um pouquinho de verdade, né? É... Ontem foi o meu aniversário, então estou saindo da minha semana do inferno astral. Porém, ainda estou no inferno. <risos> Porém, mais velha. Porém, mais tá velha. Bom. Pior ainda, né? E hoje o tema é um tema muito legal porque tem várias vertentes diferentes que a gente pode abordar, que é o tema de maturidade. Maturidade. Você aí, você se considera uma pessoa madura? Essa é uma pergunta difícil de responder, né? Difícil. Eu não sei, você se considera uma pessoa madura? I mean, I'll switch it up just to get us started. Okay, let's do it. I'm, I think in a, a few things, quite a few things I, I'm mature, uh -huh. but like, there are stuff that Immaturity shows really, really hard. Yeah. Especially driving. Me for for me driving oh, yes. on the highways. I'm always competing road. with whoever is next not to me. Road rage. I thought you were talking about road rage. No, I'm not that angry. Okay. I like overtaking people for sure. Yeah. And I have mental discussions whenever I overtake someone and I get traffic I get stuck on traffic ahead and then they get back to me. And I'm like, okay, I'm I did overtake you and we're together now, but... And I keep creating conversations, like, just fine why I overtake you. <laughs> ah, you're so funny. <laughs> yeah, I'm not that mature. And I compete. Usually when you have to pick between two lanes and see who, who goes faster, I compete with the car next to me. They're oh, like, my okay, God. I chose right. You were wrong, dude. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, I show my maturity pretty hard on that one. Yeah. How about you? <laughs> I think it's a... It's a funny question because I remember being like 15 or 16 and thinking like, I'm so mature. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm like an adult and now I'm an adult and I'm like, fuck. Teenagers, no. man. <laughs> they do not know what's going on. No, definitely teenager Gabby did not fucking know anything. Not but, a clue. Um, I think that's, that's why I think it's such a funny question because I always thought of myself as so mature. And then um, last year I met... Vivi and uh, Tata yeah. and I remember having a conversation with them where they were both so much more mature than me and so mm -hmm. much uh, you know more sensatas than me I don't know if sensata how do you say that like reasonable reasonable they're very reasonable people they are very reasonable people I remember that discussion like I just kind of witnessed from afar yeah and yeah Vivi is like 18 and she's pretty smart for, Far for out. being yes. 18 yeah like, fuck I was a dumb fuck when I was 18 yeah I thought I was smart yeah I wasn't. Same. <laughs> so she's doing quite well I, I'll agree with you I think I'm mature in some aspects but I'm working on it I think maturity is a lot to do with emotional intelligence as well and for sure and you know self-confidence and other things that you have to build within yourself to be mature mm -hmm. yeah for sure it's i think one thing that really struck me you were talking about your relationship last week and you showed a lot of maturity when handling situations and i thought that was praiseable kind of and also by taking advice from 
people that are way younger than you. Yeah. And being able to listen. That yeah. shows a lot of maturity. Like being, yeah. know where your boundaries are and when to listen to people. Even if they are younger or less experienced, sometimes people have good intakes. And for you from so a true. position above to actually be able to listen to that. So that's the thing, right? We think of ourselves older people as in a position above because uh -huh, for sure. maturity is also age, right? We think about age and we think about we mature you can even when, when i talk about the fruit maturing like the fruit maturing is basically the fruit getting older yeah and we think about and we've thought about maturity and knowledge as yeah. age for a long long time yes so i think that's you know historically been an issue because you can't assume that an older person is naturally smarter and more knowledgeable than a younger person Yeah, and that is across sure. everything. And this is an argument that my dad uses with me a lot. And then one day I was like, so if age defined intelligence, my grandma who didn't finish fourth grade is more is smarter than you. Basically. I mean, you can't argue against that. No. I think the age thing is for sure. We have the, that expectation of people being more mature. Mm -hmm. And I think it should be only that. It shouldn't be like people who are older are wiser and more mature but there is a certain level of maturity that rises as long as you age yeah like you expect a more maturity from someone who's 30 than from someone who's 18 or 15 yeah as the age grows that that bar raises but that also comes with responsibility if you oh, stop sure. to think about so if you're a 30 year old that been living with your parents since you were a kid and never worked a day in your life you're gonna be similar to a 15 year old yes but maybe you have a 15 year old that has been you know displaced from home since a really young age and has been working independently and you know living by themselves and all this shit so i think that what really makes us mature And you probably will agree with me because I felt that when yes. I moved overseas is independence. For sure, for sure. The lack of someone to rely on. For sure. I think being spoiled and kept from all the dangers or bad situations that can happen really work against you maturing and yeah. being more responsible. Well, yeah. yeah, like getting fucked on a different country where you have nobody to help you and you're like, okay, I'm going to have to deal with everything that is thrown at yeah. me because no one can solve these things for yeah. me yeah for sure and i think it goes also to the fact the other country part like i moved cities before i moved countries right i moved yes. to, to campinas first and i started my degree there and i did not mature as much because i still could rely on my parents to help me for sure being in another country where you have no relatives nobody and even if your dad could help you He can speak English. <laughs> so how the fuck are they going to solve your problems for you? You know? And I think that was the moment where I realized, first of all, that I needed friends. Yes. I didn't know anybody. And to be friends, you need to be mature. You need to not fight over everything. Because I'm sure you've seen it before. People that are immature and they join a group of friends. And then shortly after, you notice they are alone again. Because they're fucking annoying. Some people are like that. What was the first time you went to Aus you were in Australia that you realized, okay, I'm on my own, I have to handle this shit? I think the first time that I actually like made like I felt like that was when I moved from Wollongong to Sydney and I had to hire 
a truck and <laughs> you know do the whole thing by myself yeah. and go to the city by train to check out houses and I realized I didn't have a car so I need to walk everywhere and I was just like fuck like I can't ask my dad for help like I can't just go and be like dad can you like ask someone to bring my stuff here and you know assemble my my apartment and I couldn't rely on him for that so I had to do it all by myself yeah and that was the moment where I was like fuck I now have to be an adult <laughs> and it's crazy when you have nobody to rely on yeah you don't have any friends you don't know anyone yeah you have like zero people you can call yeah and that shit is crazy yeah man the the feeling of not knowing anybody in a country and sometimes you just don't want to burden people maybe you know for sure them, but like you don't you're not know close enough yeah. yeah you can't ask for favors yeah that's tough and even if they say you can you still would stop yourself Mm-hmm. I think that that happened to me. I had lots of friends saying like, "We'll help," blah blah blah, but then I would mention like, "Oh, I'm moving this weekend," and they're like, "Oh, cool," <laughs> and then you know, you know, you don't want you you don't want to be the one. Exactly, you know. So you just avoid doing that, and I think culture plays a big role there because if you were amongst Brazilian people, they would help you for sure. But if you're among like random people from different countries. Their culture might be different and they might not be as community-based as we are here. Because we're very community-based. Yeah, that was a shock for me. Like, people are not that willing to help over there. No. They're not that close. They don't want to get that close. Like, you deal yeah. with your own shit, handle yeah. it yourself. Like, yeah. they're not down you? to help that much. I'm, I'm curious now. What about you? When were you feeling when you first felt like, yes, I'm on my own. I have to be an adult now. I guess the first time I was dropped out of the university and I moved in because I remember I was moving my stuff. I got a cab from the not even Uber. Those weren't even I don't I don't even know if they were around or not. But I took a cab from the hotel to the move in day and I had to move all my shit by myself and figure out where was my dorm because I didn't know anything. The dude from the cab was explaining to me how the streets worked. That was fun because they're all numbered uh, with east, west, south and north. Which is kind of crazy, but very well organized. And I had to figure it out all by myself. And then I went to get a driver's license. And I got super fucked getting a driver's license. You got a driver's license in the US? Yeah. I went, because I went to the place where I needed to to ask for the permit. And then they told me I had to go to a different place. And then I went to a different place, which was far as fuck. I took like a bus that took an, an hour to get there. Mm-hmm. And then I didn't have one document that I actually needed to request before I could do that. So I had to come back, request the document, and then take another, like that was like three hours, four hours of taking a bus just to get places. Holy shit. Yeah, it was pretty tough because I was like, I I got nothing. Uh, I got to do this by myself and I don't know how to do it. And they do not explain it that well. No, wow. It It was tough. I guess also going to the gym and knowing that I didn't know anyone was kind of rough. Like, I'm here at the gym or in my classes. I don't know anyone. I gotta figure this one out. Yeah. And then you just Making figure it out. Making friends are so... It's like, I think that's the most challenging part. Who are the first friends you made in Australia? Um, how? how? How did that how? happen? How did yeah. I... I was really drunk and I showed them my boobs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a great way to make friends. 
Actually, not my my boobs, boobs. And I was like, oh my god, I have so many tattoos, and I just like you know. Whipped them out. Yeah, and then I was wearing a bra. I think. I don't remember, but yeah. I think so. <laughs> I'm not sure. Um, they were my my closest friends, and they are still until today. Like we yeah. still are friends, and um, it was basically a gay guy and a lots a, a lots of girls and one straight guy. That was it. Did they freak out on the your tattoos? No. Because mine, they have never, I don't know, nobody got tattoos when I got mine. And I was oh, already there for like two any. years. Yeah. Yeah. And people are like, oh my God, you got a tattoo? I yeah. love it. I took that friend of mine, the the gay one, to get an, a rainbow tattoo yeah. on his chest. It was really funny. He was in so much pain. I still have photos of him. It's hilarious. <laughs> okay, I love dope. him. He's the best. But going back to maturity, I just noticed that I also, re I refer to maturity as being an adult. Yes. And that is so interesting because I didn't even notice, mm -hmm. right? And it's so intrinsic, intrinsic. I guess yeah, intrinsic. Intris intrinsic in our culture, in our lives, to associate it with age, even in the figure of speech. And the other For thing sure. we talked about was about girls maturing faster than than boys. Yes, right? which is big bullshit. Like it's real. It probably it happens, but. That is not like a biological condition where no. girls mature faster than boys because girls. It's society. Yeah, for sure. Society. It's a way for allowing dudes to boys be childish. Will be boys. boys will be boys. That's the classic one. Classic. Like, oh, don't stress on him. He's still a kid and he's yeah. like 35. Yeah, he's a boy. Like, come on, 28. Yeah, that's the biggest <laughs> bullshit that men created. Yeah. I don't know if it's the biggest, but it's a big one. I don't know if that was the case back in the day where when women didn't have responsibilities you know in society yes. i wonder if that was the same because i know that like from the storybooks and stuff the women in in the english society back then when you know there was an english society mm -hmm. um they used to be very gullible and very um you know innocent kind of they couldn't read they couldn't you know participate in and engage in debates they would just learn how to draw and how to um costurar how to say that saw saw and these kind of things you know like female labor yeah and then men would have to learn accounts and stuff for the businesses from very early ages so i wonder if it's a good point Probably not. Probably they, they just held them back until they could. Like, it was always like that. It was They created a mechanism to oppress the women. Female, yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think, yeah. I, I heard once that that stopped during World War II, where women actually had to work. And then the guys came back, yeah. and they were like, okay, girls, go back to your houses and do house yeah, chores. Yeah, the suffragists, that story. Yeah. Yeah. But that's what, I, that's what I mean. Like, do you think back then, when men had the whole responsibility... It was different from today in Probably. terms of maturity. Probably. Or I think, not yeah. as well, because I think the boys will be boys or, you know, he's a boy or a man, so he can do whatever the fuck he wants with you because you're a woman. I think that is, yeah. that might be as well from a historical point of view. They totally create like fake narratives to justify yeah. dudes being assholes. Yeah. There's a book from Virginia Woolf called The Second Sex, and I think that totally fits in because the second sex is the female sex 
Because mm-hmm. the men are always on top. Mm-hmm. That's the, the other narrative. So being like that story about boys being boys, I, I looked into that before, you know, my researches. And I found that it comes from um, us overly sexualizing women from a very early age as well mm-hmm. and telling our girls sit with your cl- legs closed or don't show your your breasts because you you know since you're a kid um you have parents you know putting um bikini tops and you know you don't have boobs you don't have to sexualize the child it's the child it's it's ungendered i mean boobs being sexualized is also kind of bullshit yeah i mean they're cool but like you whipping your boobs out for people it's something that people would look or be shocked Mm. And it's just a pair of nipples. If I do that, nobody's gonna t- give exactly. a fuck. So true. Nobody's gonna bat lash an eye on it. Yeah. It's gonna be totally passable, which is weird. Like, when did that start? I think it's historical as well because you have that, you know, situation of overly sexualizing women from a very early age when you had women having to look a certain pattern. Mm-hmm. to be desirable mm-hmm. and I also think that comes you know that also contributes to the maturity of girls at a very early age because we are Cause so constantly talking about things like that to protect them Yes, that they are aware of the world as it actually is and boys are just playing video games yeah. <laughs> or instead of, playing soccer <laughs> instead of raising the, the boys to not be fuckboys mm-hmm They create girls that protect themselves. They want everything. Boys. They want you to be a man. Men yeah. <laughs> are men that sleeps with lots of women and, you know, is basically a fuckboy. Yeah. That's Talk about lack of maturity. Women have to be, like, very, um, you know, like saints. Like, you can't have had sex with anyone. The famous Recatada do Lar. Recatada do Lar. And men have to be a wolf. Yeah. Like, that's the... the The vision that society Aggressive. Has. You have to get a job, pay for everything for your family. Yeah, and you have to state your mature, your manlyhood. You have to tell everyone you fuck. Like I fucked yeah. that many people. Yeah. I fucked her. Yeah. I fucked her too. Exactly. And It's tell crazy. the details of, of how amazing you are in bed and all this kind of shit. And also, it comes to a minimal point of you not. And we saw that yesterday. You're not being undermined by a woman in public because yeah. you want to do something and she told you not to. So yeah. that is, to me, the epis of immaturity. For sure. You not being able to not hold a position of power mm-hmm. is very immature. And you have to be able... It's people. It's two people. Like, yeah. why the fuck do you have to come out on top? Yeah, it's not hierarchical. It's just... It is know, not. It's equal. And I think that... Um, Fragile masculinity comes from a point of insecurity and immaturity. For sure. And that's why we have people I like... I agree with that. I don't know. Arthur in BBB. Yeah. Being a dick. And now yes. telling in Global that he's still in love with Carla Diaz. Like, boy, yeah, you had dude, your chance. Come on, come on. Ridiculous. Yeah, that Please. was completely unnecessary because he was clearly not interested. No. And didn't say it. Clearly not interested at all. Yeah. He didn't even mention her once he, she was out. Yeah. He just lived his life like nothing happened. Yeah, the, totally the maturely lives on the dude now being like, okay, I'm in love. And, and I was, I was wrong TV. and I made mistakes. And that's like 
okay, toxic masculinity. Oh, <laughs> talk about there. that. Yeah. And it's also part of immaturity. I think immaturity is a topic that, or maturity is a topic, you know, very broad. But it is very broad. Let's about, talk about maturity instead of immaturity. Yes. How about emotional maturity? Because I feel like you reached another level and showed that on our last episode. If you guys yeah. didn't watch it, watch it. Yeah, watch it. It's really interesting. I just, um, I've been struggling with my personality for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, I was really annoying. Like sometimes I'm still very annoying and I'm very... <laughs> Um, strict person and inflexible about things and I like things the way that I like things and you blah 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 <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying okay she is it's kind of funny sometimes but you can tell she's trying yeah and I, mean, I you're recognize. not gonna be perfect out of nowhere yeah nobody's gonna be perfect yes. ever but of course of course and I think that um, part of this new phase of me is trying to identify these behaviors before they happen and holding my tongue and just Mm -hmm. breathing deeply and you know ensuring that i am making the right decision and saying the right things and yesterday i made a mistake right like with uh shisha was passing it to someone or somebody else was passing it to someone but it was my turn so i just took it and i'm like it's my turn (laughs) yeah and then that person was like fucking angry at me and i'm like sorry i I know i was rude it wasn't my intention I just wanted to smoke because it was going through me the second time around without me smoking. Yeah. And then he's like, okay, but I know that he was angry. Uh Right. And I think that was when also, again, I might have overstepped, might have overstepped because I don't know if people really like a normal person would react the way that person reacted when I responded for him and I said, no, he doesn't want it. Because mm-hmm. it's my birthday, so he's not going to do that to me, basically. I mean, you could have delivered that one better. I could. And For I sure. recognize. Yes. But it's I don't good. think I'm fully wrong, you know? And I think that's another part of maturity. Knowing your limits uh-huh. and not overstepping what is important to you just so that everything is okay. Because mm-hmm. I've done that too. And I've felt like I was walking on eggshells because I just didn't want to say things that would hurt the other person or, you know, provoke the other person or start a fight or a discussion. But the truth is, if there is something that is um, hurting you in any way or making you feel uncomfortable, it's your duty to yourself to also put that out, Mm -hmm. regardless of the reaction. And if you have a reaction that is not positive, when you're being so transparent and honest, then you know that person might not be the right person for you. For sure. And I mean, when I say that you you could have handled it better, mm-hmm. the other person could have also handled of it course. better. Like of you course. can deliver if you're feeling, if you're emotionally mature, you can deliver an answer and explain it. Mm-hmm. Why that hurt you and why that person said that saying that thing wasn't nice. Mm-hmm. And you can communicate your, your feelings. Yeah. But reaching the point of understanding that about yourself is quite hard. How yeah. did you think you reached that? Look, um, I think it was after my very long-term relationship ended. Yeah. And we had some really honest conversations about each other and how we were wrong in certain situations and... How I always thought it was perfect. And I will admit, 
I always thought I was perfect because I'm, you know, I succeeded in life the way that I wanted to succeed in life. Yes. And because of also my family and the family traits that I carry, that was just a natural assumption in my subconsciousness that I was always right and only my opinion was the correct opinion and there was no way the other person was right because the other person was different from me. So after we had a discussion about what I've done and how he has a different view from the relationship, I started to think about it. And I started to notice that I was repeating some behaviors that he pointed out, so he was right. And then I started catching those behaviors before they started happening. Yes. And then slowly, I mean, I made a lot of mistakes. For sure. But, you know, just having the consciousness that I'm not perfect mm-hmm. and it's okay. <laughs> you it can is, make fine. mistakes. You're a human being. And that some of those tra- those traits that you had might have ended the relationship with a person that you were in love with. I think that brings the level of importance that requires your attention in a deeper level than okay i was wrong you know Mm -hmm. it requires you to think about it to actually internalize the root cause of your problems and work on the root cause of your problems before because i think my ego i never thought of myself as a person that had a big ego or couldn't you know um admit when I was wrong because I would always admit when I was wrong but I would never really admit that I was wrong <laughs> yeah. you know yeah you can say it out loud but you don't feel like exactly. it exactly you're like yeah yeah alright I'm, right. I'm, I'm not right I'm wrong <laughs> but like deep down you're like far out you're a stupid bitch like I'm <laughs> fucking right and I started noticing these things on myself and it even changed my relationship with my family so I think if you have someone that loves you and you love and that person is telling you something, listen to it. It's hard. Mm-hmm. And when I had a conversation with him today and he said to me, you were wrong with me. You, you wronged me twice last night. Yes. It hurt my ego because I was pissed with him. So he couldn't <laughs> tell me that he was, you know, yeah. but I took a deep breath and I was like, I'm not going to respond right now because I'm pissed. Because I thought he was going to say he was wrong. And then he said I was wrong. And he's right. And being wrong hurts. It does. And looking back onto the person you were and being like, oh, fuck, I was wrong, man. Yeah. It hurts. It does hurt. Yeah. It takes a lot to admit that. But that's a lot of maturity there. Yeah, I guess so. For I'm sure. Trying. <laughs> I mean, two things I... I when I was hearing you you talk was the thing it, it seems so hard to separate our work mentality from our relationship mentality mm. to towards everybody yeah because at work you got to be right you got to do stuff correctly yeah you got to be reasonable yeah. and that doesn't work exactly if you take your work mentality towards relationships no. it just doesn't translate that well no it's way harder because the line on being right or wrong is so much thinner and you can bounce it right back. I think for work as well, I don't believe in being right or wrong. I think that in life, after I think another thing that happened to me was when I came to Brazil and I got stuck here and stuff. Life 
you don't know nothing, you know? You know yeah. fucking nothing. You don't know the day of tomorrow. You don't know what's going to happen in two hours. Mm-hmm. You might walk out of the street, out of your house and get run over. You don't fucking know. So there is no right or wrong or being being right because we don't know anything. No. Truly, we know nothing. And there's actually no price towards being right. It feels good sometimes whenever it's a certain stuff, but on relationships, it's just really hard. Yeah, I mean, I think I'm satisfied with where I am right now as well because I am mostly right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because if I was mostly wrong, I wouldn't be satisfied. But that's not because of the person yes. I'm with. That's because of me. Yes. Because I, last year, had a period of very, really darkness, you know, very dark period where I was doing things I didn't believe in. And I was saying things I didn't believe in. I was thinking things I didn't believe in. And that was not a reflection of who I am as a person. And I think that was the worst period of my life. And that was when I was dating that person. Yes. And that was the worst period of my life. And I think that also helped me kind of admit that I needed help because I have a therapist. So through therapy and introspection and thinking and analyzing and admitting that I was wrong, that's how I got to a point where I can say I feel mature in the way I, re- I have relationships with people. And the way you handle situations. Yeah. That actually shows a lot. Yeah. Like, I almost cried today at work, but, like... All right, that's you know? another thing. <laughs> that's a different ballpark. Yeah. What about you? What What do you think is leading you towards the path of maturity in some of the things that you said you, were, you feel mature in? What are they and how you're getting there? I mean, when you talked about having a conversation about your long-term relationship, I feel like that advanced me quite a bit because I took a long time to do it mm-hmm. whenever it was finished i was like okay this is done I'm, i'm good with it yeah done didn't think about it ever stuck it in a drawer and fine ignored it and quarantine just Blew fucked that everything open. yeah because <laughs> it stopped you from everything everything yeah. you were doing all the inertia you had yeah. that stopped and i freaked out whenever that happened and i realized i was wrong yeah. and i understood why i was wrong mm-hmm And it hit me like a fucking truck. Yeah. And understanding that and actually being able to talk about it and gathering all the behaviors that I don't want to push forward and mm-hmm. all the things that I did that I don't want to do. Yeah. And how I, I did things wrong and how the the things reflected on other people was very important. And also therapy. Therapy is fucking amazing. Therapy. Because... Yeah, whenever you you can realize and you you'll probably still fuck up. I still fucked up many times probably due to a lack of understanding of of how I operated or what I was actually doing. Mm-hmm. And or maybe expectations. For sure expectations. We might fail because of expectations. For sure, for sure. Sometimes you expect that the other person will be the one to be the mature one and that you can slack off a little bit and be a little immature and you know still have a good result in the end Mm -hmm. because being mature is tiring as well Mm -hmm. you know it's a lot of thinking and you have to be very considerate and you have to put yourself in the other person's shoes so i think expectations make us fail set us to to failure as well wow yeah deep i just thought about that because with my situation now i was wrong 
and I was mature, but I expected maturity from the other person, and I shouldn't have. I mean, why do you think you shouldn't have? Because I know the person enough to say that there was no work done in terms of develop, develop developing that developing. skill developing that skill yes um and i know as well that the person is not a person that thinks a lot about things yeah <laughs> so not reflecting too much yeah but i also know that when i work on that person that person is really quick to pick up yes what might be you know making him feel that way yeah, I think that person should actually be actively trying to do that without your help, for sure. I think that's the least that is expected, is for the person to be working on, on himself, too, as much as you are on you. Because yeah. you made huge progress during these days, and it's not your job to help him make progress. He should be making his progress. You can help, for sure, you're going to help, because you're, a loving relationship is about that. People helping each other and propelling each other forward. But he should always be concerned about it. And you can respect his process on which he's still going to make mistakes and fuck it up sometimes. Yeah. And talk about it. But yeah, I think we should expect a little level of maturity from people. A little. But yes. not the level of maturity I was expecting. <laughs> you know? Maybe I... high expectations or unrealistic expectations yeah. are the root of like fucked up things. Yes, for sure. I know sure. that for sure. For sure. Yeah, I discovered I have... I don't know if I want to talk about this. <laughs> Maybe not. You have high expectations? I, I have unrealistic expectations on relationships, which is a factor that mm -hmm. drove me to not be able to handle whenever things didn't go the way I expected. I am 100% with you because I'm the same. It's hard. I am the same. Because people are people. People yeah. are not perfect. People can't be like yeah little patches of the best traits you've ever known and he, she's just a collection of those yeah it's not gonna happen yeah people are gonna have some good points some weak spots some yeah strong spots yeah and that's that you either like yeah. your relationship with the person and the person and don't carry expectations that the person is gonna be like the best person you've ever yeah. had on all aspects yeah because you have friends you have family you have other yeah. people to fulfill other gaps on your life for sure and you have yourself like don't expect other people to fulfill the emptiness on you for sure and i think that one exercise that i've done that helped me overcome that idealistic view of relationship and people was to put on a paper my ideal man yes and compare it to the real man that was a that was a an exercise my psychologist asked me to do, and I think I already talked about this here. And you did, but I want I definitely want to hear. It. You definitely talked to me about it. I don't know if you talked on the podcast. Yeah, I just um, I noticed that a lot of the traits I put in there were actually traits of my ex boyfriend that I didn't want to see anymore. And it's family It's family Yeah. Yeah. Family. 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 Familiarity. <laughs> Holy shit, that was a hard one. Yeah, yeah, tongue tying word. I felt a little drunk after trying to say that. <laughs> Maybe from yesterday. <laughs> um, but it's funny because some things that I used to do with my ex boyfriend, I still do now, but I don't think about him. Yes. But a lot of the things that this person does now that I don't like, that I used to see my ex boyfriend, that was one of the reasons why I broke up with him. 
immediately reminds me of my ex-boyfriend. So I think it's all a balance. And you will notice from your past relationships the things that you like and the things you don't like. Mm-hmm. And the things you're willing to compromise on and the things you're not willing to compromise on. And once you realize that everybody will have, you know, defects and, you know, nobody's perfect. And yes. There will be, you know, physical or emotional or personality traits that you're not going to like on the person or maybe a mix of everything and you're going to have a pool of things that you like and a pool of things you don't like, you still need to remember that that person needs to be as close of the ideal person as possible or at least the uncompromisable bits of that person. For sure. There are things that you just want. And And if you don't have in the person, you won't have either um, physical attraction for them, which is Mm -hmm. really important. And I think we already talked about that too and that's something my psychologist said to me. Need to connect with the person in three levels in a relationship. Physical attraction, um, I think, was ethics. Your ethics, ethics have to to be the same, and you have to have some sort of um, some level of understanding or liking the same things. So you have to be a little alike. You need to like the same things or a portion portion of things. You need to understand each other. So it's. Uh, Appearance, ethics, and understanding. I think those are the three. And if you don't have that, if you don't have like a good conversation with someone, or if you don't look at them and you're attracted to them, or if you know your ethics are different, let's say I'm against, I'm, I'm vegan, and then the person's a hunter, like it's not gonna mm. work. <laughs> yeah. And plus that all that side of understanding who's your ideal person and how that real person fits in there. And if they have traits that you're not going to compromise on or are traits that you're like absolutely not and you talk to that person and that's also an absolutely not going to change from them then you know it's not going to work it's done so that's how i overcame that idea of the ideal man being the real man i loved it it's a great insight and it's a great exercise to to actually do yeah whenever you find yourself with someone or thinking about having someone for sure It's part of maturing as well. It is part of maturing. Understanding what you want and what you do not want. give up. Yeah. yeah. And the things that are actually important to you. Yeah. That's a level of maturity and actually knowing yourself. Yeah. And experiences and just look, take a, a deep look inside. Exactly. You can figure those things out. Be introspective. Give yourself time too. Don't Give expect too much time. of yourself straight away. Don't. It's not going to happen. Like you're just yeah. going to get frustrated. And don't think you're perfect. Because you're not. Admit when you're wrong. Yes. That's very important. Yeah. Be reasonable. Try talking to people. Having, understanding other people's points. That's one thing I developed over the last year. Was I wasn't very empathetic. Yeah. Now I'm way more now. We need to do that. We need to do that. That's an exercise. You can develop that that kind of thing. But you need to be actively trying to. Yeah. And that helped me a lot with that that situation of not fighting for everything, you know? Yes. I just think about what might take that person to act that way. Yes. What was yes. his behavior? What, what was his past? What was, you know, what, he, what is making him do that? And then... That is you, so on point. Yeah. You just don't get angry then. It's just a question that's probably going to change your life. It yeah. definitely changed mine. Yeah. It's a perspective that you get from trying to understand why someone's doing that. Yeah. It's It goes like... 
way better because you don't assume that person is just a bad person or a villain or yeah someone who just hates you yeah you you have better understanding of their flaws and vulnerabilities and yeah. why that it is happening yeah. but communication and transparency is very important for that to happen it as is well. crucial if the person doesn't know how to talk to you how the fuck you know what's going on in their heads like you won't know you you can't know yeah. nobody can read minds and never ever people this is for real never trust fully the other person's optic on somebody that mm -hmm. you're you know talking to or your friends or you're getting to know like never trust the other person optics because you don't know what that person what was that person experience you know yeah you don't know that person that person's background or their real motives to be telling you this so never trust i I learned that in the, you know, in a hard way. Yeah, Never take, your own, take your own conclusions about yeah. things. Give them a chance. Yeah, listen to advice or opinions with a grain of salt. Exactly. As my friends would like to say. Yeah. And I think that wraps it up. That wraps it up pretty well. That's maturity well. for you. Another very deep, deep episode. Yeah. <laughs> We're getting deep in this. Yeah. It's fun. It's age, because I'm older now. It's and age. And so is him. We're so wiser this week. Yeah, this we're past very wise. <laughs> yeah, we're trying to share wisdom with the world. We're wise and we're tired and we're sad and Brazilian. <laughs> <laughs> sad and Brazilian. I'm going to get that tattooed because like, fuck. Yeah, far it's out. A, it's, Brazilians it's a don't fun. have a moment of peace. We do, we do not. We do not. Just on Tuesdays, no. whenever this podcast comes out. Yeah, then you have your peace. Or not. <laughs> I don't know. Depends on the week. <laughs> But this week is a good week. It's a good week. We're, we did quite well. We did well. So you better listen to it if you're our friend. Yeah, come on. Come on, guys. It was a nice one. Yeah. Hope you guys enjoyed it and learned something. Uh, follow share us with at, your friends. Share with your friends. Follow us at, at Podcast Trilingue. Give us your opinion on it. Or Give us our thumbs What do you up. think? For sure. What do you think maturity is? Follow us on Spotify. <laughs> yes. Do all the do good, nice deals. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Awesome. Bye. Thank you. Bye.